on SAFM. And of course, this being the last day of August Women Month, we certainly are more than happy to take such calls. And talking about women, here's a powerful voice in South Africa's political analysis space, a voice of reason that doesn't hold back on the truth, Lebukhang Pego, political analyst, managing director at Four Rivers. Good evening, ma'am. Our welcome to The Viewpoint. Pego, are you there? Good evening. Okay, let's take our first caller because I understand Selo from Bulugwane is on the line. Selo, it's me and you for now. Um, Lebohang Peko will soon be on the line, but just have a conversation with me and then to the extent that she does come through, I will bring her in in the conversation. Good evening, Selo in Bulugwane. Hi, good evening to you. How are you? Well, sir, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, I just want to talk about uh, whatever has unfolded um, actually today with regard to the outcome of the NEC. The, the oh, ANC, ANC. So. Mm. Right. You know, as, 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 a, as, as a voter, okay, who started voting for the African National Congress from 1994 up to today, I'm actually a very disappointed voter. And uh, what the president said to, 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 to today doesn't really mean a lot to me. You know, what I want to see is action. I want to see, I want to see the orange overall. I want to see people... Uh, who are, you know, being punished for what they did. I mean, the jails must not only be for the poor people. The jails must be for those who are doing wrong, irrespective of how much money you've got. And the fact that people must resign and go down because, um, uh, you know, they've been charged or whatever the statement is mentioned, uh, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't shake me. It doesn't shake me. It, it, it still pushes me towards pulling my vote back you know, uh, uh, from the ANC. So all I'm saying is I want more action. I want to see action. I want people, I want to see that, you know, something is being done. Something, somebody in the, in the orange overall, uh, it's not wrong if, if you get where I'm coming from with this. I do. I do indeed. Thank you so much. Yeah. Is that all you have to say, Vincello? That's all I have to say. I'm saying I want more action. More action. More Excellent. than what has been said today. Sello wants more action and probably as good a time now to have an engagement with my anchor guest this evening, Ms. Lebohang Peko, political analyst, managing director at Four Rivers. Sello in Polokwane says, open quote, I want more action. I've been voting for the ANC since 1994 and I'm sick and tired essentially of the all about nothing. I want to see orange overalls. Could Selo be representing the general sentiment within the membership of the party and South Africans at large? Good evening, Lebo Khan. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, and to the listeners. So I think Selo well, is saying something quite interesting. He is um, suggesting that, oh, and there are a few things that he says. The one is that he wants to see, you know, oh, the overall so consequence management has to be a bit a much, much more robust. Secondly, that there has to be a tangible and visible distancing of the ANC from its errant leadership or its errant um, cadres who are explicitly seen to have done wrong and who have been uh, dishonest and acted without probity. And lastly, though, he also says something very interesting, which I think also comes to one of the nubs of the matter, which is that it's... Um, there is a reluctance, I think, for many people in this country to distance themselves or to or to synthesize the current ANC from the of, as, a, as a party of liberation, a movement of liberation, to a institution. 
that is subject to, to the kinds of failures and weaknesses of any other institution of corporate culture, um, corporate corruption, um, different kinds of um, institutional institutional changes, and an inability to move efficiently and quickly in response to the changes around it. I also think that what 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 this exemplifies is that um, there's a massive amount of sentiment in this country. Like many countries, it's not only South Africa where where strong struggle history and strong struggle credentials seem to cloud um, many people's judgment and 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 really make uh, create a sentiment that makes it almost impossible to see that the particular party in question or the movement is no longer as glorious as it once was, if indeed it ever was. And I think it also is a very unfortunate part of the narrative of the of ANCification of liberation in this country, um, because I think that if more people mm-hmm. understood that the ANC did not liberate this country, and they certainly did not liberate this country alone, there were many political movements, um, and that there have been many movements that have emerged since, that would be a greater willingness to cede, to, 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 to depart, and to, to en- enlarge the, the menu of choices. So I think that there, there's several things that are interesting in, in, in just that, that remark. on SAFM. It sure is. We're in conversation with Ms. Lebohang Pego, who is a political analyst and managing director at Four Rivers. She has given us her preliminary thoughts, a lot of which are predicated on the first call this evening being Selo from Pulukwane, who was calling us saying how fed up he is as an ANC member and that he wants to see action, real action to the extent that men and women who are corrupt within the ruling party and elsewhere in the system of governance face the music to the extent that they wear red I mean, orange overalls. In fact, some of the things that Wuhang Peko also spoke about is the fact that it's probably a good time to engage the struggle credentials themselves of the ANC. And and I suppose that is always going to happen when the party, as we have seen the ANC for the best part now, of the time it has been in government, some core issues it simply hasn't been able to attend to, not least consequence management. And I'm going to ask that in relation to the fact that Tony Yangeni and... Andy Lelungis are known criminals who, who are criminals in the criminal justice system sense, have the audacity to tell a sitting president to step down on what basis, you'd mm. ask me. But on the other hand, you've got guys like Sheikh and Celebi who might feel hard done by the inconsistencies with the ANC or within the ANC because they served time, albeit they were given parole. But point is, they've got criminal records. They went to prison and stayed there. And yet there are many people, certainly in the case of Sheikh, who have done far worse than he might have been. And they just continue to move about. Is the ANC really in a position to do what is right and so entrench the rule of law particularly that of equality. Is the ANC in a position to do that? Well, what's equality in this context, particularly in the context where there are, um, the, 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 the appetite for self-correction seems to be very, very sparse. Uh, and we keep hearing about, I've been hearing about self-correction, I think since Mangawe, even since Bulukwani, and it's as though this is something that happens inherently, um, and, and it's as though this is something that a party um, which is an incumbent party which has access to power and resources and the advantages, the, 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 the intoxication of that power and, and that power and those resources to then um, seed, seed the, the benefits accordingly. I think it's a bit naive and I think it's extremely arrogant. Um, and I think that this notion that the, the voice of the people, you know, the public, the masses, 
is um, almost um, white noise as, as in, 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 in the context of the very negative public opinion is one that has really proved itself to be time and time again, one which the ANC seems to trade itself off of. Here of late, Zambile Radeb is still saying um, that the mm-hmm. ANC comes first um, because without the ANC, there is no South Africa. There is no memory mm-hmm. of South Africa. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that this does not indicate to me a party, a movement which is in the business of thoughtful self-reflection and which has the capacity to actually um, correct itself. Because institutions as in general, Song Yezo, are, corporate, mm. are corporations. Remember that any organization Absolutely. is inherently de-radicalized, right? They're not radical organizations anymore. Once you become, you move from being, you know, a guerrilla from the bush, which mm-hmm. is where, where things are very action-orientated, and now you have to become a, parliament, a parliamentary body which subject to not only the constitution of your own party, but also the constitution of the country, the laws, protocols, regulations, where, in, 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 where, of course, things take time in any organization, anybody Absolutely. who ever worked in any institution, things take time to shift. Decisions take time to, to you know, to, 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 to be implemented. Uh, you know, you have three quotes to just get flipped, you know, three quotes when you want to just order flip chart paper. You know, things always take time. So I think that if we're looking for a responsive, quick ability for any party in that context to self-correct, we're being absolutely naive and very arrogant but, on the part of, of the movement involved. Just a very quick question because I've got four callers lined up. I just really want to attend to that corporation, but I agree with mm-hmm. everything you've said. Could the one caveat not be that a true corporation, PTYLTD, doesn't at mm-hmm. all tolerate people who act outside the framework? In other words, we wouldn't be seeing the regurgitation of all these members who, for the most part in society, do not enjoy any primacy of respect. In a corporate setup, those people would be gone there and then. In other words, mm-hmm. whilst in a corporate sense, the identity might take time to entrench itself, but certainly those people who act outside the framework, they'd be without work right now. In the ANC, it's the opposite. Mm. So that's an interesting point because it also speaks to the question of um, patronage, the nature of power, the nature of corruption, you know, the notion of higher levels of political monopoly, the ways in which this level of political monopoly is linked to this very intricate but sometimes quite crude system of favors, favoritism, whether it's across ethnicities, whether it's, you know, because people share the cell in Robben Island, whether it's because of, you know, high levels of bureaucracy and inefficient administrative structures, um, low political transparency, low levels of democracy. And I think South Africa is a very interesting case study because on paper we we have high levels of democracy. You know, you you have all these charts tonight, Chapter 9 institutions, which are exactly around this, protecting and safeguarding the state from itself, right? So protecting, the, protecting us from the excesses of the executive, you know, your public protector, um, the auditor general, human rights commission, the gender commission, and so on and so on and so forth. So on paper, we're actually a deeply democratized um, uh, in terms of the frameworks that are available country. But at moments like this, one can see the big, dis- the huge dissonance between the ANC as a party, 
and an ANC as one which is willing to subject itself to the state machinery. And when they decide to close ranks and become the ANC, Mm -hmm. the party, this is when they completely dislodge and dislocate the public. So, for example, you recall unilaterally 40 40 or 50 people have twice been responsible for recalling two successive state prisons. I think the case of President Mbeki was particularly disturbing because it didn't per se, um, it didn't per se um, go with public opinion and public perception. I think in public perception, for the most part, he was seen as an efficient, fairly popular, um, and, and, and fairly dignified leader. I think in the case of, of, of President Zuma, by the time he left, most people were ready for him to go there in marches and so on. But it does illustrate that when the ANC wants to close rank and this dislodge it itself, remove exactly, remove itself, um, excuse itself almost from all of those democratic processes and including the electorate, it can. And can we afford for a sure. third consecutive president to be, co- to be completely bypassed by electoral pr- uh, processes? Can we actually afford that, that 50 people, 40 people, 30 people in the NEC take the responsibility on behalf of, let's say, 30 million voting adults in this country, um, take that decision on our behalf? I'm not sure about that. Interesting insights, Dr. Luhang Pego, political analyst, talking about the fact that when the ANC wants to do something, oh, how it does. Remember the Scorpions. They were disbanded mm-hmm. pretty swiftly. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the mm-hmm. land question. When last did you hear about expropriation of land without compensation? It was all to cancel the EFF towards 2019. Let's take calls. We haven't got a lot of time. Same rules apply in this order. Mac Wandile in Tabazimbi and Mafikeng, respectively, and both in Port Elizabeth, Jacques and Babungonde. Babungonde, please sort your line out. We have been struggling with you lately. Good evening, Mac. Good evening, uh, Mr. Sanchez. How are you? Well, sir, how are you? Sanchez. Time is ticking, sir. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, the, the doctor is right. Uh, Dr. Labran is very right. Uh, she actually read my mind when she said... Uh, the ANC is actually good on paper, but in action it does not. It does nothing. ANC has the best policies in the world, but they do nothing to put them in action. Their membership form it reads, uh, "I'm joining the ANC without any intention of gaining or making profit with the ANC. Mm-hmm. Instead, I will give my own things to donate to the ANC. But these days, the leaders they take." from the ANC, they use their position to take to enrich themselves, not what they signed from their membership cards. So what's on paper is not what they do. So I would like Fantastic. to make a plea with you, Sonjozo, please. Please invite uh, Professor Soma Dr. Fikeni at the Tuesday takeover, please. Okay, we will do that as soon as he is available to come on. Thank you, Mac in Tawazimbi. Let's go to Wandile in Mafikeng. Good evening, Wandile. Wandile? Wandile is not there. Let's go to Port Elizabeth. Jacques, Jacques, good evening. Hello. Hello. <laughs> okay. Let's go to Babungonde in Port Elizabeth. Babungonde, good evening. Babungonde, I'll try and be quick. Yesterday, you, I, had, I had a nice discussion with my grandmother about the ANC broadly. And he told me that his son left for exile in 82, all right? So quickly, um, what you went through and some other members of the ANC, that's the history there, all right? So there's a, there's a history of the ANC which is good. 
but the negativity was spotted by Owal Tambo in the early 60s. He said there are some members who've got capitalist tendencies. Well, going forward, Libuhan Peko, I think I know her when she was um, a researcher at Trade Collectives. Brilliant woman. Mm. I remember at Intelligence Square, BBC, she was just excellent. Now, what I would like you to do is research, because she was a researcher before, with one important research question. Are you corrupt? Right? And I wanted to do this thing to the 86 members of the NEC. Right? And I want... There we go. Babungo is doing what he's known to... He's quite synonymous with a poor line these days. But I think you got the gist of that contribution from the previous caller, Babungo. Let's take one more, please, Doc. Let's go to welcome in Port Elizabeth as well. Welcome. Good evening. Okay. Hello, sir, everyone. Um, it's welcome here from PE. Uh, I'm going to be sweet and short, man. Um, for me, as much as I'm disappointed with the ANC and all what's going on happening there, it's just that we just don't have any alternative. Just at all when it comes to that's why ANC is so confident in what they're doing because we don't have any alternative parties. EFF came up and we all thought, okay, EFF is going to be doing all what we're actually looking for as much as they do, but the language that comes out sometimes because for me, my vote I've been voting for ANC since 1994. I've been voting for these people and I'm happy for voting them, but they're disappointing me also at the same time. But there's no alternative. Opposition parties, they're not playing their part, and I'm not happy with them. And also, when I've listened today, when the president was talking together with the SG, you could see they're a bit a little bit defensive when it comes into also uh, a media in terms of how they report their stories, and especially when it came into Yengeni. Tony Yengeni, for me, it, it, Okay, I'm, I'm just going to be emotional now. Let me just leave it there. So there's a, but otherwise, leave it there. Thank you so much. Then. Good welcome. No, we appreciate that. Thank you so much for the patronage and support. Okay, now, this is indeed the final caller, and I'm not going to be a liar after this Romeo KZN. Romeo, you like to do this, eh? When I say final call, final call, you're the last one to respond on those final calls. No, not cool, I, man. I'm sorry, my brother. Good evening. <laughs> and to your guests, how are you? So we are fine. Please fine. shoot. We're fine. Thank fine. you. Okay, thank you, man. I uh, just want to quickly say, mine is about the... Uh, uh, just a vote of thanks and to say, I really think the uh, top six, what they did today, being interviewed by everybody, and uh, that shows that uh, perhaps the direction now, uh, they are coming out of the middle of the forestry where the NC was being thought of, that is, that is where it is. And for those who are fantastically sitting on top of wrongdoing, it's high time for them to adjust they are built and they started thinking about uh, South Africans and check the ANC at the right direction. Such that those policies that are really good for the country, the investors will come into the country with the confidence that the governing party is doing the right thing and the rule of law is being maintained. Thank you very much. Excellent. Thank you very, very much, Romeo. It seems like Romeo knows a different ANC given his attitude and his sentiment. I suppose it is important to be positive because 
that's the one thing that we certainly can try and do. Whether or not it's realistic is different. You've also been given some homework there, Dr. Pegu. Go and engage the NEC or the NWC and ask them one simple question. Are you corrupt? Because <laughs> Babungonde trusts your ability to draw the truth out of politicians. Good luck with that. What do you make of these contributions? Clearly, though, people are fed up and they're starting to speak their truth. You know, they have been, though, from years ago. I mean, I think the country as a whole has been. And, and we see this in different ways. We see this in what we lazily call, um, what are lazily characterized as service delivery protests, which are really not just about service delivery, are they? They're really about the, the, the broken social compacts between the state, the government, and, and the people. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also, it's also about the lack of constitutionality, because remember that those also, those also represent the, the promises that have been made in the constitution around, you know, basic services, basic utilities, and whatever whatever slogan that the ANC likes to use, a better life for all. So including good housing, including running water, including, you know, schools where children are not drowning in pit latrines inside their own excrement. You know, I think that this is what this, this really does um, seem to represent. I think that it's also important to say that um, this, these are not new conversations. There has, of course, been a cascading of um, in terms mm. of the land question, as you rightly say. It's been become a cascading issue. Again, not a new issue. The EFF is only about eight years old, if I'm not mistaken. Several parties before that. I think it's, it's and we must not be ahistorical in our political orient, in our political um, analysis. Mm-hmm. PAC has to be given credit for always having been, have spoken about land. And of course, in a, in a, in, and then after that, I think Azapo and the BC Black Consciousness Camp. And I think that what has happened is that what, what this really illustrates is that these are ideas and, 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 and principles whose time has come. But what is lacking, perhaps, or what may, maybe the shift that needs to happen is again for people to, is whether people are ready, most people in this country are ready to lose their basic sympathy and their basic sentiment for the, for, for the ANC, which they thought they had, which they thought they knew, versus the ANC, which has become, as we already discussed, this rather corrupted, problematic conglomerate, which does not want to shift, that does not want to deal with the internal rot and the institutional culture, and which is not what it, what it needs to be. Organizations change, they shift. And I think that we need to be able. They shift in the corporate world. They shift in the, you know, they shift in 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 all sorts of sectors. We need to be able to accept when things have shifted and to decide whether we still think that they are the appropriate vehicles to take us forward. Let me ask this question. Um, I'm going to move the conversation slightly ahead because we are running out of time. You mentioned yeah. Zandile Kumeja saying that the ANC comes first. And she really was mm-hmm. drawing from the President Zuma's era's cue when mm-hmm. I remember specifically in Parliament, he went hammer and tongs with Musima Imani saying, who came first mm-hmm. between the ANC and the South Africa that we know? And of course, he was saying the ANC is priority number one. I think in many respects, in July 2018, President Ramaphosa did paraphrase phrase that when he said he would rather be seen as a weak president than to split the ANC. This in response to why he had taken his time until then to get rid of President Zuma as the state head, because at the time, President Ramaphosa was the party president. Now, what that could be interpreted as, I would rather then be seen as weak, but President Zuma must stay, when clearly the ground forces were calling for his blood, certainly the nation had been. Is it then not an ANC culture, certainly of recent memory, that the ANC itself considers it as priority number one? So the ANC, the ANC and you, 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 you do well, to, I think, to say of recent memory, because the ANC of recent memory 
It's not per se the ANC that many people grew up with. It isn't the ANC of, 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 the, of um, 1955, Kit Charter. It possibly mm. isn't the ANC of Bopixi, and so forth. You know, it, mm. it has gone through many increases and reversals. They have been merged, you know, like other organizations that have cannibalized other political formations. They have been mergers. They have been splits. Um, you know, the, the COPE was not by, well, you know, COPE was by far not the first split. The PAC was by far not even the first split. There have been many splits across um, the hundred yes. uh, what is it, hundred and eight year history of the ANC. So you know, even when we say who is the ANC, that is a vexed question, Songhezo. You know, who are they? And when we speak about the one in recent memory, the who, who speaks so. Um, who are so determined to almost nationalize and privatize national memory um, and, 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 and the national identity in ways that I think are quite toxic because I think that it's, it's deeply anti-democratic. And it also suggests that people are just fodder who do not have the capacity themselves to be able to decide and to discern and to determine who and what they, they characterize this South Africa as and, and, and what the conduits of that for. And it's also a very top-down way of viewing nationhood and on our view in the people who who constitute this country, who constitute party membership, and, and the you know the, the, the general polity, even including those who are outside the ANC, mm. of whom there mm. are many, right? And it, you know it's a very top-down, almost like an ownership of people. You know, so I think the, the language it's in the languaging of our people. So if you're saying our people, are we saying our people as we the ANC? Are you saying our people as we as South Africans? Which is it? And these are like these constant um, this constant coding that I think is. is you know, we all need to be always on the lookout for and call out because it, it speaks to a particular psychology and the, and, 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 the, and the relational the relationality between the ANC and the people around it. Um, it's also very much around, you know, even the language of the government party versus the ruling party. And I know, I've noticed over the last few years there's been an attempt to move away from rulership, but I've been saying for many yes. years, Songhezo and the listeners, that this notion of a ruling party is, is very, is very Draconian. It's very, it's very um, feudal. Um, it's very anti-democratic. It speaks to this notion that you know I am a kid, and it's very masculine and patriarchal. And it is so. When you say you are governing, you are governing. You are co-creating. You are listening. You are hearing. You are soliciting. You're accountable. You are, you know, yes. there's consensus. Mm. Let's take five voice notes, please, Dr. Lebohang Pego. After that, I'm going to ask you to summarize what you take from the listeners and the conversation between ourselves. Five voice notes, please. Good evening to you and your guest. If an ordinary citizen has to go to prison for stealing a thousand rand, what exemplifies the corrupt ANC from not going to prison? Is there a law that says if you're corrupting the ANC, you're exempted from going to prison, disciplinary uh, action, and uh, whatever other things they do, and the people walk free. And that is not fair. Everybody who committed a crime in this country must go and face up to it. If found guilty, must face time in prison. That's the law. There's no exemption for anybody. Thank you so much from Chapter 2. Hi, this is Luvuyo Kelepu from Worcester. What I was listening today, it saddens me. I was listening to the death of the ANC. I was listening to the demise of the great giant movement in Africa. 
today it marked a day in my heart to see top six of the ANC speaking in tongues which tells me the sender is not holding anymore thank you this is Lovio Kelebu from Mostar good evening Songezo this is Asanda in the northwest nothing that is done by the ANC which is on the wrong surprises me anymore I think uh, it is clear at this point that they are on a trajectory of no return and they are not serious about self-correction so the question is what are South Africans doing up to so far because I think the baton is left with them now as the ANC has shown itself for what it is uh, the future of the country lies in the hands of the electorate what they decide to do if they choose to keep them in power so be it and they deserve the consequences that come with keeping such a government in power thank you good evening Songezomapek. as i've always said and i saw it on friday that you know what these letters flying from zuma that is telling you something because it really tells you and it tells you that he still has ties on NEC and his ties, his biggest ally is that uh, Mahashule is Mahashule. But then now, President Ramaphosa today comes and tells us, no, the, uh, the NEC has, I mean, echoed his letter sent to all these ANC members, but then that is a, is, is a pacifier. They just want to gag us because the elections are on the corner. So now at the end of the day, there is nothing that happened over the weekend. Nothing changed. People are told to step down, but they're not criminally prosecuted. So at the end of the day, we're back to square one. We just need to get rid of these criminals. That's all. That's all we need. Songezo, what is that ticking time bomb that I hear there in your studio? Are you timing the people? I'm trying to keep the conversations as short as possible. You are classic, my brother. Mark. Thank you so much, Mark. Um, the, the best way I can explain the time is absent it, we might risk people themselves replacing our guest this evening, Dr. Lebohang Pegu, in that they will speak until I absolutely have to tell them to keep quiet, especially on a topic like this with the guest that we have. There's a way that we have to regulate time. That's the one that we've settled on. If you have a better one, I'll be more than happy to oblige you on that. But thanks nonetheless for raising the issue with us. Dr. Pegu, you've got about five minutes. Okay, maybe not five. You've got three and a half minutes to summarize this conversation, particularly towards the voice notes that we've just heard. What are your thoughts coming from the listeners? Mm, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, there's obviously, the, the NC is obviously staring quite dire consequences uh, in, in the face of its inability or its reluctance to be reflective and responsive to the cries of the people um, on the ground and, you know, the just popular discourses. Secondly, this notion that it's able to refocus and realign itself unilaterally without taking the nation into its confidence, both voters mm. and non-voters, um, is also quite problematic. And thirdly, I think also the notion that they are only governing or only... Po- only 
only interested in people who vote for them, to be honest. And I think that that's the difference between, again, yet another difference between country first versus um, versus um, party first. Because if, if you understand that you are leading a country, a nation of people who don't necessarily agree with you all the time, who didn't necessarily vote for you, but still need the services, the protection, and the sovereignty that, that, that is afforded to, to us as South Africans, I think that there would be a much greater sense of humility and circumspectness in the way that the ANC conducts itself. I mean, the times when you watch TV and you watch, the, you know, you watch Parliament, it's like, what is this? Is this a branch meeting? Is this a cell group? Is this somebody's backyard? Um, because it's just such a lack of decorum and, 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 and in the sense in which this is not about lifting the levels of debate to take this country forward, but rather internal bickering, which we have the misfortune to be privy to. When you say decorum in Parliament in particular, could that perhaps not be largely attributed to the EFF and their way of raising their issues in Parliament? Yeah, well, fair enough. But I think that, you know, when I, I'd, I'd like to broaden the notion of decorum, we, we can include the way that, uh, that Zuma has um, issued this missile to Dater Amaposa in a way that's quite um, yes, yes. unprecedented. So, I mean, I think decorum in the broadest sense of the word, where there's this bickering that's taking place and playing itself out in the public domain, um, where the ANC seem entirely uninterested in, in oh, the way in which this impacts us. And, and that it's actually quite toxic and violent for us to be absorbing this at a time when many of us are dealing with basic livelihood issues during, you know, in the wake of Corona, um, to dealing with three million jobs that have gone, that have been, that have been um, lost dealing with 11,000 excess deaths um, since corona, excess deaths, dealing with personal griefs. I mean, myself, I've buried four people in four weeks, and I, don't, and I know that that's not a unique oh. African story. So do, we ha- yes. so do we have the personal appetite and the strength right now for all of this? And that is, is the ANC aware of what we are going through as individuals right now? You've lost four people close to you in as many weeks you've buried them. That is deep, ma'am. Well, the only thing I can say is may their souls rest in peace and their memories to all that knew them be a blessing. Thank you for sharing that. It couldn't possibly have been easy. And I'm probably going to leave it on that note because ultimately it all boils down to people, real people who suffer real consequences at the mismanagement Mm. of state policy and resources and just basic levels of leading people who want their promised land, as is the promise Mm. in the foundational document being our constitution. I think that point really sums it up, that Mm. some of these deaths, 11,000 you say, a lot of them needn't have taken place. And that's because of years of neglect of the public health care system and the social security that should be embedded in all of that. Thanks for your thoughts. Thank you for your thoughts. Thank you so much, sir. Very sobering indeed. Dr. Lebohang Pegu, political analyst, managing director at Four Rivers. Four weeks, she's been to four funerals. And many of you out there have done similar things and have been doing similar things for the longest times. Think of those victims of Marigana who still have not yet been compensated. There are miners who are trapped underground who have not yet been hauled out, whose families are still asking questions. And many South Africans who just want what is right. As chapter two said, can the rule of law just not be the rule of law where we are all carrying identity numbers, not status before the law? That's a conversation. 
ANC has got much to do, and I fear they have run out of time. After this short little break, let's talk about Arbor Day.